Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the yes. greatest stand-ups, funniest podcasters, doing it anywhere. Uh, you've seen her on HBO's Two Dope Queens and heard her on her podcast, Dork Forest, and the Jackie and Lori Show. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Jackie Cation! Yay! Yay! I feel welcome! Welcome! What's up? And I will not be breaking into song. My my loss, their loss. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah loss, for sure. <laughs> Some say love. No, come on. Just a straight down the middle. Yeah. Just straight, just doing something out of karaoke. Ninety seven. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> love it, Jackie. Uh, where are you coming to us from? What uh, what part of the cursed landscape? Are you at right God's now? green earth. It is. Uh, we're talking Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida. Oh, where oh, oh, weirdly Florida. enough. It looks like carrion birds are floating in the sky. I wish you. I wonder if you could see them. Oh, but what? it's not good. It's not good. And then there's, uh, but there's a lot of uh, music themed art. I'm surrounded, and I don't know anything about me. Like I know I listen to music. I'm not a monster, but I don't like. I, I'm not. I haven't watched that documentary. There's a giant picture downstairs that I just tweeted. I said. I, it, I think it's a heavy metal. I know he's hugely famous. He's wearing a bandana as a hat. I don't know who he is. And everybody, feel free to guess. And then in two hours, when I'm done with the zeitgeist, I will post a picture. And you all go, how can you not know? How did you not know that? It's bandana my, hat. My favorite, uh, my favorite type of mu- genre of music-themed art is things that are shaped as like musical instruments. Right. And, and you were sharing before we recorded that you are, in fact, in a hotel shaped like a guitar. Yeah. And you know those, uh, you know, when, when they line you up like cattle to check into a hotel? Right. The posts are all guitars. Oh, the, Everything's wow. a guitar. Yeah. Like for like rope and stanchion? Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing? But it's <laughs> yeah. a fuck. Isn't that like way more Very of a top footprint? Heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, oh, this whole thing is a footprint. It's the devil's <laughs> thumb. It is sticking out of the Everglades or wherever the hell I am. <laughs> like uh like like a giant footprint this thing when when the aliens come they'll be like oh they didn't like this planet at all right no no like, oh did. so they were they were trying to kill it oh it makes sense now <laughs> yeah. why it's dead stab stab okay. stab this is giant <laughs> knife into the earth that's what this is the art guitar. in my room is something in it does i'd show it to you but of course it's a hotel art so it's of course nailed to the wall uh but it's uh guitar picks Guitar pick shaped oh, like stuff. Yeah. Yes. Love Very cool. <laughs> nothing <laughs> is more metal. Nothing is more <laughs> rock and roll than things shaped like guitars. Than hotel, mass made hotel art <laughs> with guitar picks. That's then, all then it like is. macaroni art, but with guitar picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Yes. That's exactly what we're talking about. I think my lamp is a drum. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. That's like just got to be so weird. You're like, and they're like, fuck, is it? My lamp's a drum. The toilet's a drum stool. Like, <laughs> Look, it's one of those symbol hats instead of a fridge or right. I don't, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, that that would be what they serve the burger in is like the. They oh, yeah, there's the no symbol yeah, like, hat. Top, the hi hat right. opens up and there's a burger inside. Or it's, but like it's a charger because it's too. Like, if they aren't doing that, they're actually leaving money on the table. That's right. right. And I'm guessing the elevator is just rife with rock quotes, right? Oh, there's something going on. I don't yeah. know what's happening, except for no one with masks. That's what we know. Yeah. A lot of people, right. a lot of things not happening here in Florida. A lot of people living on a prayer. My favorite philosopher, Eric Clapton, has always said, you don't need that. You don't need that fucking mask. <laughs> don't don't let the government tell you what to do. You know, I had a that's... moment at LAX yesterday. I, I tweeted about it, but it was... Um, I was in an elevator going up to the Delta Sky Club. I travel a lot, you guys. I'm in the Delta Sky Club. It's very glamorous. Anyway, it's a tiny elevator. Me, two other middle-aged women, and 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 an older man. Demographic, just so you know. The man's Middle Eastern. Might be uh, Arabic or Armenian or something. I'm Armenian, so I can almost tell. And then uh, (laughs) there's an Asian woman and another middle-aged white lady. And we're all going up this elevator. We're packed like 
sardines, and but we're all wearing masks. And I make the joke that I make now in a packed elevator, which is we're packed in here like it's 2019. I'm not saying it's super funny, but sometimes right. it'll get a laugh, and I'm a desperate, desperate comedian. So <laughs> I get a laugh, and then the guy says, "This is all ridiculous, you know. This is a this is just a plot. Oh, this is just hell yeah." Giant silence, buzzkill on <laughs> on inside this tiny tiny elevator, and we were all shocked. And so I just said back, "You didn't want to stay living." And then the <laughs> the doors open, and he walks out. and He goes, "I get to say that, you know, it's freedom of speech, and I get yes. to." And I said, "Me too, man. Look what we just did. You said something. <laughs> I said something. <laughs> the whole thing. Hell yeah. thing, I, isn't and, it?" And then I lived in hope that he wasn't going to the Sky Club. <laughs> Chris Crofton, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? (laughs) Well, besides abandoned mine exploration, Mm. which is like my main, I mean, honestly, it's like become a problem. Yeah, you've been on that pretty consistently. Yeah, and I've never been in a mine. But I, I mean, man, why I would you ever go into a mine? They're so dangerous and people are doing it on YouTube for you. They're loaded yeah. with false floors. <laughs> That's all they talk about. Would you go no to one. an abandoned mine if we took you to one? Fuck yes, I would. And I would go in underprepared. <laughs> right. I'd go in with like no my cell phone gear. light. I'd go in with like right. my cell phone light. Be like, 10% battery left on your cell phone light. <laughs> yeah, you got flip flops yeah. on. They're yes. like, dude, you might wear a covered toe at least. <laughs> oh my God. I would totally go. You know, but I won't go because you have to like, you know, trespass. You have to like go do it. And it's, I mean, right, I'm not right. really, if someone took me there and like a, It'd be one of those things where I'd have to like join a tour, you know. Like right. A- Zyke Gang, if you know any abandoned mines that are safe, please hit us up. We'd love to make a, a tour happen for Chris Crofton. Uh, I just want to talk about the stuff, you know, like gobbing. Gobbing is when they store the rocks in the wall and like what the, the big hollow part where they already pulled all the ore out is called a stope. And I mean, I have all these meaning. Wow. I, I know everything. Winses and drifts and. I mean, Wait. I know every word, and the people in the videos, that's all they do, too. I mean, they think they're hot shit. Right. And then you <laughs> and catch up, and you're like, that's just a word for where they got the ore Yeah, out. they're not fucking miners, but they love fucking saying, like, like beating each other to saying, that's gobbing, that's gobbing. Right. You may think you're a hot shot, abandoned mine explorer YouTube star, but right. you ain't shit in my book, okay? But seriously, as far like as I'm beat, concerned, that's blackface in that can, you put you smudge your face with coal to look like a coal miner <laughs> and trying to act like you know about the mine. Wait, so what do they do with the rocks that they got while hollowing out the part that they stick the rocks in? I'm I'm very confused by the physics. They take the that. rocks that they've taken out of the stope, which is the part where they pulled the ore out of. Right. Which uh, you know, people enjoy saying that because they say stope. That's one of the yeah, main those things. are great it's, words. These are awesome stope. words. Gobbing yeah. stope and top stope. stuffing, one of my favorites. They, yeah. They yeah, winds. Stope they talk about stuffing. false floors. False floors they talk about a lot. Um, that's just like a hazard. They're like, that's a false floor right there. And are those specifically designed that way? Like by just mischievous uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. miners <laughs> like, with murder on their mind? Like wizards uh, who's like cave? Donkey Kong or something? No, I don't <laughs> right. think so. Uh, it was because uh, these mines were done before. These are like mostly like turn of the century, like 1900. Yeah. They they didn't know about Donkey Kong. Yeah. But they probably did some. They probably rolled barrels at each other and had to jump over. I mean, it was boring as fuck down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, All they did was smoke Prince Albert. I mean, that's all there is in there is like Prince Albert cans and anyway, uh, they they uh, take to, they take the rocks out of the stope and then they put them behind. Sometimes they put them behind some timbers, like in the wall. Like yeah. they basically. Okay. So it's just like closer, a closer place to put the rocks. Yes, basically they're just it. like trying to like figure yeah. out how to not take it to the surface. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they yeah, like yeah. to put it behind wall, but they some they put it behind some timbers. That's called gobbing. Right. And then if they put it in the like a, in a tunnel, they already went down. Then they they call that backfilling, and uh-huh, they like okay. to speculate whether it's a collapse or backfill. They're always like, "Is that a collapse or is that backfill?" And they like, and if you, you have like know. a mini argument, you know. So and it's this also is the same. With, by the way, this is not your search history. This is just no, a, no. This, this is just a, this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this Welcome for first time <laughs> listeners to a Chris Crofton episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm all right. I'll get all right back to the subject at hand. Even though uh, the subject at hand for me is always abandoned mine exploration. 100%. And uh, I guess I would say, I, since I have this podcast called Cold Brew Got Me Like that you can listen to on all the platforms, ka-ching, I, I've been looking for videos, you know, that are 
or or stories that I've when I was younger, I read this story about this guy who ordered food from a UFO, and I've I've always been looking for that story. It's like mm. a guy, it's a chicken farmer from 1961 who said he saw a craft that had men with turtlenecks with uh-huh. Italian accents in it. <laughs> and sense. he yeah. and he and they offered him food and he said yes. And and then he he actually has one of the pancakes. Like he kept one of them. Huh. Like and he took them to a lab and they said that like they just tested this it. Quick. <laughs> yeah, they tested it in like nineteen sixty one, so I doubt they probably just like put their tongue on it, you know, right, back then. Right. And they were like they said it was mostly made of grease. Which huh. I also don't even think is a scientific term. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, like, so this is a nonfiction story? This yes, is, this is yeah. supposed to be a nonfiction story. And I just like, on the last podcast, we talked about this, but it's something I've been looking for because I, I couldn't find it. I think when I was younger, I bought this Reader's Digest. I think it's called Strange Mysteries book. It's like a hard hardcover book. Like anybody who grew up in the 80s or 70s, late 80s, I'd say, knows when they did those like uh time life series like mm-hmm. like yeah. world of strange monsters get a volume every like one month you get bigfoot next month you get yeti i mean this is right. gold golden age yes and um you know they chopped up the book into like 20 volumes but this was like before readers digest figured that out so they put out one hardcover book with all the strange mysteries of the whole world and it's really pretty exhaustive <laughs> it's like wow and it's and one of the stories was this guy who ordered food from a UFO. And I just thought, I just, I just, it blew me away. Because, I mean, if this, first of all, if you saw a UFO, would you be hungry anymore? Yeah. Even if you were right. hungry before? <laughs> I mean, maybe and the then, UFO picked him out as somebody. They were just like, that guy, based on our uh, amazing futuristic technology, that guy could use a fucking pancake. There's Let's so many good right. parts about this story because he's from Kansas, so he said Italian accents. Which <laughs> yeah. did, what does that mean to him? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what he calls an alien accent. He sounded like he's my like, buddy Terry Facinelli. He's like, I, there was a UFO with Italians in it. You know, right. and it's like, yeah. he just means aliens. Yeah, right. People <laughs> they with were dark short hair. Italians. They had huge yeah. heads and they were green. You know, <laughs> like typical Italians. Right. And then I just think the idea that somehow you have the presence of mind during UFO sighting to agree to eat some food. He also said he got them some water and he said they were wearing turtlenecks. And I just like the idea of like, what did this drunk chicken farmer actually right. see? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think he wandered into like back in the area of a bowling alley where they set the pins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and ate like a thing of uh Yeah. Hair and he grease, met some like, like some like. Yeah, he met a couple of Italians who were, who were like wearing turtlenecks. Yeah, and they just like he gave him some French fries and told him to go home. Right. Uh, <laughs> and he kept one of them in his pocket and took it to a lab. There you go. It, it was a frittata. They're like, I'll have some of that pancake. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, it was like, like a Mexican food truck. It was like right. something like that. It was like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Italians wearing turtlenecks. <laughs> I like if it were aliens though, who are like, yo, check this guy. Let's see if we can get him to eat our shit. Oh, <laughs> pancake. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like, yes, idiot. All right. Want to pro- probe him? No, that's boring. Let's try yeah. and give him some pancakes. Call, him, yeah. call it a pancake. Oh, dude, he ate it later. <laughs> uh, idiot, that was mostly grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the lowest stakes alien encounter. Anyway, I just love it. I just, I've always wanted to know what that guy really saw. Right. Because if yeah. you're a chicken farmer in 1961, you are drunk. Oh, yeah. And yeah. is there, and, is that, has that myth like extended? Like, is, does he have extended fan? Like, is, has that, can we find someone now who's like, I spoke to him. I, I would like to have a podcast where I, I would like to have a podcast on iHeartRadio where I could do that very thing with Just a go team. Find, yeah. And I've pitched it to you guys over and over again. <laughs> find the fucking chicken well, farmer is what it's going to be called. Before you just said on the hunt for Italians, and I was like, "What is this, <laughs> Chris? <laughs> Turn of the century uh, xenophobia? Yeah. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, it was something about uh, payback for Columbus. I want to call I a podcast Italians and turtlenecks, but wait, yeah. there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. It's aliens serving pancakes. <laughs> no, what do you mean this isn't a money? I, what are you talking about? You can't monetize. There's this. no more out of your mind. This. Give me All one right. episode. I'll show you. Give me the president. <laughs> Give me the. Pre- <laughs> he'll fucking understand. He'll he'll get it. Yeah, Joe Biden will get it. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? 
So overrated, I, w- I was saying, I think, raccoons, because I was having this debate with some folks, was it yesterday or the day before? And they were trying to tell me that raccoons are cute, and <sighs> they're just rodents, right? They're rodents with, like, little hands, and they're terrifying. So I think uh, I think raccoons are overrated. <laughs> it's a very New England-appropriate uh, topic, perhaps. I don't know. You guys have raccoons? You must have raccoons. Oh, yeah. Head. I see yeah, them always yeah. cruising at night, you know? Yeah. Just, like, there's one in my, like, near my neighborhood who walks with so much confidence, it's fucking scary. Right. Just, like, so slow, and, like, cars <laughs> are, like, almost hitting, and it's always on the same street, like, around, like, oh, later at man. night. And I'm like, here's that fucking punk-ass <laughs> raccoon. Punk-ass so raccoon. Tough. Whatever yeah. the opposite of rocket raccoon is. <laughs> like, slow, slow boat raccoon. But I don't know. I mean, like, I feel, whenever I see videos of, like, people who have, like, 200 pet raccoons just chill with them part of me is like i would like to be able to enter their world and maybe soften my stance rather than being I, like I'm this thing set. that tries to fight my cats i don't i don't need i'm, I'm good <laughs> do you yeah. have some that are fucking with you right now like are they not currently well what's the root of the, this anger the, what i realized also that i was i was having trouble distinguishing for some reason during this particular argument about rodents between raccoons and skunks but mm. I think I, I think I hate both equally. I'm pretty sure there's there's a skunk that kind of roams around our street. We live on the coast in Boston, so near the airport on the beach. Yes, there are beaches in Massachusetts. Um, they're probably not as nice as yours. But uh, then at night, there's like raccoons like sound like little banshees, basically. And the first the first couple of times, like I didn't know that that was a raccoon. I literally thought it was like a dying baby or I, I don't know. It was, it was, <laughs> it was horrible. Wow, so. drew you out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, bald raccoons are pretty scary looking. They're like little, I don't know if you've seen uh, any of these pictures. Like a a raccoon that has this parasite that robs it of its coat. Oh, it looks like a hairless raccoon. mushroom cut. (laughs) It looks like a hairless (laughs) raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of looks like, uh, yeah, its skin is like elephantine. Oh, my God. It's just a scare. Like its face is really like mean looking without the fuzzy wuzzies oh, kind of hiding it back there. Wow, I'm not yeah. sleeping tonight. Yeah, check it out, everybody. Google <laughs> I, I will search yeah. a bald raccoon. Yeah, bald raccoon. I, I just don't like the bald slander. You know what I mean? Like why we got to go after the hair? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like we can't all help it. You, you know? know, I used to have a mushroom cut. Clearly, I yeah. don't right now. You can see I did too. But all right, the, so you know. You know, the genetics yeah. robbed me, and now I'm some <laughs> animal to be compared to a raccoon. That's what uh, I was getting at. I'm glad you guys. Took that, that's, that's why I brought it up. Oh yeah, it up. we weren't sure. Like, hey guys, check we out this link sure. I just found to a bald raccoon. I'm gonna send it to chat. We click it. I'm like, yo, this is my Twitter avatar, bro. What the fuck is this? Uh, and I'm not trying to make a terrible joke there. Yeah, I mean, they are pretty like. They can be tough to, because they have the opposable thumb, they can be tough to. Oh, that's right. And they're so fucking smart. Apparently, they're like, their capacity for problem-solving memory, like, lasts for years. Yeah. So, like, the second they figure out how to, like, open some shit or navigate some kind of obstacle, that shit is in a hard drive. And it's like, now, anytime they get in that the same situation, it's like, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's probably why they're such a, you know, nuisance to a lot of people is because of their... Their yeah. hands and their their memories. Mm. I don't be up at night dreaming of this deviously intelligent bald raccoon tonight. Right. So yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. In the lab. <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? Okay. Everything bagel seasoning. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Very That's specific. Everything at Trader it. Joe's right now. I love it, dude. I I put it on so much stuff. I mean, I, I'll make. You know, uh, I'll make my girlfriend like uh, avocado toast, and I started throwing that on there. Yeah, blew her mind. She was like, yeah. "What the hell is this?" And I was like, "You know, <laughs> this is the perks of dating a Jew. You get so many things. I'll open your eyes to culturally." You know, <laughs> she's like, "What? What? How, how about some more of that whitefish salad?" Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, coming I, up. I baby. love that, dude. I yeah. shot the opening of one of my specials at Barney Greengrass. I don't, oh, I don't did? mess around. I did. I, I Holy did a sketch shit. in the opening that. Barn, legendary New York uh, Jewish type deli food was yeah great great spot Upper West Side yeah I was just I walked by there it was too crowded so I went to Essa Bagel and then They're finished my trip at Russ and Daughters you know Ooh, you got to do that but uh, 
I've got at Trader Joe's, right? Did you are you getting it at Trader Joe's? Because I feel like that's where I started to see a lot more everything bagel type of shit. But they have everything bagel potato chips that I was like, okay, let me let me fuck around really quick. And it was it wasn't bad. I'm not gonna lie, it was a little too salty for my taste. But having that flavor on a chip was a bit of a an experience. They're getting a little reckless with the chip flavors. Yeah, right. I see dill pickle and I'm like, I've got to be hammered to get dill pickle potato chips, you know, like, <laughs> right. I'm sure it's fine. But like, right. even like pepperoncini, I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? Right. Like, let's just have some chips. Let's just, just sour cream and onion, you <laughs> sour know? cream and onion, let's barbecue, salt and vinegar. We're doing the classics are classics yeah. for it's like when you go to a bar and they have these crazy cocktails and you're like, you're getting a cocktail. You're going to get a right. classic cocktail. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like something where it's like, oh, we use passion fruit foam <laughs> on the outside. I'm like, I'm like, well, it's 23 bucks. So I know <laughs> that's, you better. Well, I'm be. like, yeah. If you're going to make like if, you're, if I'm going to get some like cocktail, I'm going to get like a Manhattan or a Negroni. I'm just getting something classic unless right. they're like something, you know, you got to have this. Right. <laughs> it kills me at some of these comedy clubs. I'm like, can I get a Negroni? They're like, oh, we don't have uh, the ingredients. I'm like, well, I see you know how to make a yellow gummy bear over here. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can't make a Negroni. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, the classics. Yeah, well. The yellow gummy bear, the Manhattan, you know, all the, all the greats. First in all the bartending arts. Yeah. All right, Sam, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about some news. And we're back. And the hottest new souvenir from the year 2021 is the mouse mover, mm-hmm. uh, which Buckle is up. how you trick your boss into thinking you're still at your desk because that is important to them, apparently. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, we've seen it. The this like obsession has gone from, you know, like bosses now in the work from home era seem to be more focused on things like if you're present rather than if you're productive. <laughs> right. Because we've seen all this stuff, like every single study that's come out of like the the lockdowns and things have shown for people who have been able to work from home, you know, despite the stresses that it caused from if you're going from just a brutally pr- productivity centric analysis, productivity has gone up. Yeah. And output has increased. Yes. Yet there's still this like just fucking evil ins- like insistence on being like well what's going on are you doing are you sleeping at <laughs> at noon for 20 minutes even though you're also teaching kids like algebra in the other room right. that has also right, right. caused so much stress and i think that's why we've seen the rise of what many call bossware which are just different programs that are intended to track worker activity and it's just gone up more and more and more and you see it in things like you know a lot of people have found that they'll use you know apps like Teams or Slack. And on in some instances, based on if you have like a, com- a computer owned by a company, they can put software on there that says like, oh, if your mouse isn't moving for like a minute, then it's going to set your status to away. Mm-hmm. And, and give that- you a little electrical charge in the uh, thing that they implanted <laughs> right. in your neck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the countdown, it's like, yeah, it's like the fucking uh, computer oh, and lost that you have to punch the numbers in. Right. But yeah, and then so this is like obviously led to, you know, uh, bosses sending like humiliating emails or phone calls or they're just questioning someone's like they're like what are you doing it doesn't even seem like you're doing anything you even need a job that kind of stuff and yeah we're finding out that now workers are having to find a way to push back against this nonsense in yeah. the form of like you're saying a mouse mover a right. simple device a simple device that pretends that moves your mouse as you try to eat lunch Exactly. You're like, I'm going to go get another cup of coffee. I'm going to go have a cigarette. I'm going to, you know, whatever you're going to do. Oh, what a bunch of assholes that they have to, we have to create these things. Because product, like you said, productivity's up. Yeah, that's not a, that's, that hasn't been an issue. And I think, like you're saying, even it, which is odd enough, because if you're in an office, many people will just smoke cigarettes to give themselves a reason to fucking take a break. Exactly. And you don't right. see people being like, where are they, what are you smoking cigarettes? It's just accepted because then there's like the idea. It's like, well, you came to the factory today. So right. then at least I know if you're not, if you're here, then you can't be helping your family do something, navigate a sh- incredibly stressful time. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, that, that sort of same, I think. That same perspective hasn't been adopted. But these devices, like, they run the fucking gamut, which is amazing because 
in the beginning, there was a company that started in February of 2020, like a mouse mover company. And they just did it because they're like, we know people use it for like, if you're, if you're looking at many different screens for like data analysis or things like that, sometimes you just want something like that. So the computer doesn't like, it might not have the function to know that you don't want it to go to sleep or something. So you mm -hmm. use a mouse mover for that. But then this company just saw an just exponential uptick in sales since like April of 2020 when they realized, oh my God, I'm being watched in my own home. And the only way to combat this is if my mouse is moving. So they have like mechanical ones that you just rest your mouse on and it just kind of goes like left to right to just kind of keep it moving. They have other like USB devices you can plug in that will just tell your computer that there's like a mouse being moved. So it will, no matter what, you can just do whatever you need to, but the observing eyes that be won't know. And right. some, they're also just YouTube videos too. I didn't realize that have like these moving graphics and you have like, if you have an optical mouse, it will actually like create, like it'll create movement in the cursor again. So you can just run a video and people are going to think your work. That you're, but, that you're doing something. And what you're really doing is playing Lords of Waterdeep on Steam. But, uh, you know, I also <laughs> exactly. need to move my mouse for that. Right. But, uh, wow. What? Why? I've never understood. I mean, granted, I do stand up. So, there's not a lot of oversight, right? And uh, but I never understood, you know, when I when I had day jobs, why there was so many shit bags, right? Like, why? What do you care? Am mm -hmm. I doing the job? Is like I remember I used to stuff envelopes for some gig. I worked at a, a nonprofit, and this this my boss told me how to stuff envelopes and address envelopes for this mailing, and she explained it took 15, 16 minutes to explain it. And then she said, do you, do you understand? And I said, mostly, I'm going to probably have to ask you two more times as I do this, how to mm. do it again. And she was like, what? And I said, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I don't get a lot of my self-esteem, whether I, whether I got this right the first time, I just want right. to do it how you want it done. Cause I don't like, I would be really good as like a, a prep cook. Cause right. I don't care how I cut the vegetables, but the right. chef does. Right. And yeah. most people go to work, they, they don't want to take it home with them. We're, we're not all inventors, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll do it however you want. But then when it's done, don't stare at me. I'm going to do it and then get the <laughs> hell out of my way. <laughs> yeah, there's we've talked before the theory of bullshit jobs essay and then book written by David Graeber that argues that like half of the jobs of societal work is like pointless and like just there to give people give like bosses people to boss around and i feel like this is a huge check mark in the like evidence for that because <laughs> yeah. productivity like you said is up so that's not what they're that's not what they're worrying about they're worrying about whether you are being like whether the quality of your life is being diminished by right. their like right. it's oversight. It's all about power and control. It's not anything yeah. about productivity yeah. and, and effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Or for people to recontextualize what it means to work too, right? Because if you're like, wait, well, I'm working, but I'm also doing this other stuff. Why right. don't I do more of that? It's like, da, 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 da. You can't mm -hmm. be feeling that comfortable because this whole financial system is based on the threat of homelessness and starvation to coerce you into keep working. So I don't start loosening your definitions of what it means to survive. We can't have that. So you better have that fucking mouse moving <laughs> yeah. is, I don't know, very low stakes. But it's it's one of these things that's been across the board, just been denounced. You know, the Electronic Frontier Foundation calls Bossware, you know, invasive, unnecessary, unethical. The Center for Democracy and Technology called it out as being, quote, actively detrimental to employees' health and demanding that, like, OSHA actually updates its policies so that, like, on worker safety to also include, like, at-home workers just yeah. for, like, this kind of weird, you know, patrol, like, productivity patrol that's, like, unnecessary. Right, right. Because it's not like we're not all accepting that, you know, like there's a TV in this room, this, this iPad. I don't know who else is watching, but mm. I've sort of accepted that eh, I'm probably never alone. And uh, and there's cameras in this casino, in this hotel. Right. And But there's absolutely no reason for me to, for anyone to check in and go, right. hey, right. by the way, I am watching you. I'm just like, like, what? 
the low-level hum of me being watched at all times is already there. You don't need right. to poke <laughs> it. Please don't prod yeah. that open wound. <laughs> so. I heard, yeah, the panopticon is real. <laughs> all right, let's talk about yeah. Kamala Harris. Politico ha- has a... I guess this is like a, a hit piece or something. Like, Yo, they got her ass. Yeah. Wow. Canceled. Politico. Canceled. Done. Politico doing the fucking Lord's work of meaningless nonsense journalism. I just want to read this headline of this article that's, <laughs> that came out earlier this week. It said, Kamala Harris is Bluetooth phobic. Huh? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What does that mm-hmm. even mean? Like she discriminates against Bluetooth users? She, she won't has go into an a exclusive after a people, somebody with a Bluetooth. Uh... Right. <laughs> right. Does she have like an exclusive Beats by Dre deal that doesn't allow her to use non-wired headphones? Like what is happening exactly? And this is what they say, quote, while a growing number of consumers are going wireless, the vice president is sticking with the classics. She has long felt that Bluetooth headphones are a security risk. As a result, Harris insists on using wired headphones. Three former campaign aides told West Wing Playbook. Okay. Is that so, not cares? Is that not fit smart? for office? I mean, like, huh? Well, let's go on. Let me let me they go okay, that okay. Politico's thinking, all right, that wasn't enough for you. Allow us to maybe expand on this. Former aides say that the vice president has long been careful about security and technology, with some describing it as prudent and others suggesting it is a bit paranoid. It's a recurring theme. And they talk about how when she was oh, this is another one. And another former aide, when she was attorney general in California, said that when a person arrived for a meeting, staff were instructed not to allow them to wait in Harris's office alone. Okay. What the fuck wow. is this article? Like, this is, look, she's the new Richard Nixon. This is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Kamala Harris fan, as most listeners of this show know. But like, <laughs> what the fuck is this exactly? What is the point? I'm really curious what the fucking quote unquote journalists who did this. Yeah. What? What was this? He's adding, what did we need to know about this? Because they made, they, they like did a collage of all these photos of her wearing like wired Apple headphones. And they're like, look at her, dude. Like she's got these like wired headphones on. And I think part of it is probably some uh, anti-black woman bias. And they're just mm-hmm. finding some shit to just be like, fuck it, man. She doesn't, she hates Bluetooth. I guess that's something we can say to try and make her look different from the mainstream. But I'm not even like, I don't even, this is just so weird because if yeah. that's, who gives a shit about what her like her priorities are around like OPSEC, like operational security? If she if she thinks Bluetooth, she's not comfortable with it, like who gives a fuck? Like I, I just help me somebody also it, understand. Uh, yeah, they're, they're using quotes from like former aides and like staffers. What like I just ask like a security expert, is this like over over the top Which or not? They like, don't. Because right. it, it it is true. You can be yeah, hacked. Yeah, you can Bluetooth. fucking be yeah, hacked. Like for sure. The, yeah. What, what also, has is any, their fucking has anyone, point? Has anyone met like an older person or like even an older person of color? Yeah. People, you know, I have aunts and uncles who have thoughts around ops, their own operational security. Like, <laughs> no, I don't use for that sure. shit. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that my car, I can't use the physical key on that because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, this seems very normal to me, but again, yeah. this was just like part of a, I don't know, clickbait failure over at Politico. I feel like after a former Secretary of State's private email server was hacked in a basement, maybe we should be a little bit more paranoid (laughs) than not. Like, maybe maybe it's okay to use headphones. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Also, it's like this. This feels like it's either stupid or it's like weirdly nefarious because it gets to paint her because everyone knows that this is stupid. So it's also like oh, we're attacking her unfairly for no reason. And if we're attacking her unfairly for this, then maybe real things that she is being fairly attacked for, we're also attacking her unfairly for. You know what I mean? So it gives mm-hmm. her weird cover for like, oh, everyone's just being, you know, sexist and racist towards me. And they did it for the Bluetooth stuff. So they're also doing it for, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or like immigration stuff. Yeah. And whatever. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. So it's like, it. there's, it's, yeah, there's, it's, it's lose-lose all around. It's like, it's almost like clickbait journalism is destroying everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, like we're looking at, yeah. you know, uh, just uh, the most, some of them, the, like, no, not some, like the most aggressive moves towards voter suppression we've seen yes. in our lived memory. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we're devoting inches and coverage to like this Bluetooth thing. 
Because, I mean, this is something we've talked yeah. about or just mentioned, touched on, too, is just that this is just all like the media's huge hand in allowing mm-hmm. all of this shit to just crumble by the wayside 100%. because it has an inability to actually say, like, hey, man, the, the country's really fucked up right now. And like shit's going to get fucking terrible if we don't get a hold of like just just the most basic voting rights yeah. to start off with. But instead, we're talking about fucking you know, why doesn't she have AirPods? Yeah. <laughs> and I think people like see this and it tunes and it's frustrating because it tunes people out from like paying attention to the news more and more because you're like, I'm not even yeah. seeing anything real. And this is what it is. It's like I saw there's this morning there. I mean, it, it's unrelated to this specifically, but I saw this morning that it was like a, a Pfizer CEO was like, I think we're going to need the fourth shot even faster than the third one. And I was like, can we just like not right. talk to these people? <laughs> right. Can you right. just? Yeah shut the like i just i i hate the news and it's so frustrating because it also gives like people that say all news is fake news like even more and more ammo because i'm just like yeah i also i get where you're coming from with half of this shit because this is this is a bullshit story get out of the way yeah all news is fucking coward news no one wants to fucking say the thing past don't go like rather than saying like i don't know this fucking pharma grifter says we should give him more money Yeah. yeah like that's that's yes. just treat that quote like that. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> have a more holistic, you know, reporting around mm-hmm. saying things like this is how much uh, Pfizer and Moderna have made. This is how mm-hmm. much Pfizer stands to make from their therapeutics yeah. that they're developing. There's mm-hmm. so many other things that you can be t- like telling people yeah. real things while also giving them an actual accounting of what the stakes are, what the dynamics are around the story, because all yeah. they do is just give you this shit in a mm-hmm. vacuum, no context. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention you're going to think nothing's wrong. Nothing's, you know, gone awry at all. Yeah, the worst thing is that Kamala doesn't use headphones that are, you know, Bluetooth. That are cool. The worst thing, yeah. The worst thing is there are people dying for their first shot of a vaccine, but (laughs) we've we've entrusted this with just greedy fucking goblins and just only focusing like, well, yeah, in America, maybe you should get that third or fourth. Like, Mm -hmm. fucking hell. I think there's, I truly think there's a direct line between like shit like this and the vaccine and like vaccine Mm -hmm. hesitancy because like the mainstream media is fully bought into like the whole like corporate neoliberal like Mm -hmm. ideal that is killing people that like is making people like making us the loneliest we've ever been like it that has completely taken over how we communicate with one another and like turned it into you know the most basic part of being a human being is like interacting with other human beings. And we've turned that into like a algorithmically like monitored and monetized and like manipulated thing. Like so that people Mm -hmm. are going to react negatively to that. And the mainstream media just has a complete like inability to cope with that. And there is already a reactionary kind of option on the right and so Mm -hmm. that's why like things are moving so fucking out of control in that direction and like the left hasn't really figured out its alternative strategy right well i mean i think that's why you need more independent media and Mm -hmm. also just like for people to demand that these people actually say something that is counter to what their corporate benefactors dictate to them right like it's that you can't it's like because you you already know, like we already know that if on MSNBC they said we need to actually be breaking down how much money is being made and like also put people in the front of their mind, because the most important thing about getting through this pandemic globally is to have as many people inoculated as possible. Yeah. Right. But if we're not hammering home that that's a problem and that mm-hmm. there's also there's corporate greed, national, there's like this weird nationalistic fucking greed that's happening with who's being shared with what if that's not being talked about then there's no context and yeah it's just why why fucking pay attention because it's just going to sound like a bunch of you know chaos constantly yeah yeah but i I don't know i think that at the end of the day like i think uh, you'd hope that more and more people rather than just being like man the fucking news is fake it's not that it's fake. It's yeah. that it's being presented to you by people who don't even live on the same fucking planet as you. Right. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're getting the weather on Mars and being told that that's the that's the temperature on Earth. Yeah. But no, these people live in a completely different reality, completely divorced from the existential threats that most 
working people or marginalized people face. So mm-hmm. to expect them to actually come with a real, you know, proper accounting of what's happening, I think it's just an impossible task at this point. For and sure. that's, you know, we just see that over and over. Yeah. And it's like that. That's also how you see like a story like this come out, because I, I can guarantee you this story happened because like a bunch of people were like at drinks after the office in D.C. Right. with a few reporters. And they were like, you know, I heard about Kamala. She doesn't do this headphone thing. And then because or- they're all boring and stupid, they all talk about it because they got nothing real in their lives. And then that's how it becomes a story. <laughs> they're like, oh, you don't ble- Google it. OK, remember when she says we did it, Joe? Wired yeah. headphones. Okay. Yeah, exactly. When she did this thing, wired headphones. You're like, oh shit, he's right. Yeah. It's fucking always wired headphones. Yeah. You could feel the wine glass in their hand as they're like, oh, oh such yeah. an interesting yeah. little like, mall that we discovered. <laughs> did you guys read the Jeremy Strong profile in the New Yorker that everybody was like, this guy is absurd? No, I haven't mm-hmm. read it yet. It's so he is like a lot, but it, gave me this like very strong feeling that this one also gives me that it's like journalism as cool kids making fun of like a dork like yeah where like the the writer of the new yorker profile like oh, first, for disclosure jeremy strong plays kendall Roy. yeah sorry sorry mm. yeah, yeah that should be disclosed <laughs> not expecting everyone to be like oh yeah jeremy strong mm-hmm. yeah so kendall Roy, like kendall, the, the piece is like he takes himself very seriously as an actor doesn't realize the show succession is a comedy is like what you mean like in the sense that Chekhov's a comedy and they're yeah. like no in the sense that it's like funny but it's just like a lot of like quotes from the people who work with him that are like this guy's real real annoying but it's also like written by somebody who went to Yale with him. So like it's like oh, probably right. someone who's just like this guy fucking he's lame. Let's right. It, it just I don't Take know it for me. Another guy who went to Yale. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to hate, but, you know, that's, a, it's all well, people are looking Yale at each other. Through. Piece. It's like, I don't give a fuck about this. Like what? I don't know. It, it's right. entertaining, like how seriously he takes himself. But I also feel like. I don't know, this idea of like the media as just the cool kids making fun of and the cool kids in the sense of they're not actually cool, but like they're the the popular kids making fun of fucking people who are dorks just feels again like could we possibly make the mainstream media more hateable? Right. I think they've every time I think that they've like cracked the ceiling, I'm like, oh, no, there's a whole nother floor. I didn't even realize it. Very (laughs) darling. I'll hold my wine glass. Yeah. And it's just to like fill pages and shit, because it's also like we love Daniel Day Lewis for that shit. This exact same thing. You're like, oh, DDL like became Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, but he's like a poser. He wants to be Daniel Day Lewis. Like that's legitimately he like idolizes Daniel Day Lewis and like follows him around and like apprentices under him. And, yeah, but it's Aww. just like, pff, which... wait, Jeremy Strong does that's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like wow. from the time he was like in high school. He's been obsessed with Daniel Day Lewis and Dustin Hoffman and like all the, you know, if anything, it just sounds people. like this article just says, bro, no better person could play Kendall Roy than Jeremy Strong. That's right. Like, and that, that is, is the argument. They're like, right. Like, yeah, I think more than anything, this lens. man's living it. Yeah. Good or bad. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole damn point. And how dare somebody actually like really work hard and not put everything they have into their dream? You know, yeah. what a loser. <laughs> and then yeah. to succeed in it. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't get past that, that feeling that like this is like one Yale guy making fun of another Yale guy. It's like, ugh. oh, I, definitely. I bet. I wouldn't like this writer either. They, if I they probably showed up with like the same cable net sweater to a party one time and yeah. just held it against him forever because he looked yeah. better in it. <laughs> right. So. He's like, I should have done. I should have been doing push-ups this week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If crew hadn't been canceled on Wednesday, my arms would be looking great. Yeah. Would, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Instead, I look doughy. Mm. <laughs> doughy Ridiculous. decimal system. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And, you know, as part of what what we've been talking about since the show started, but, you know, just in the previous act of, you know, all of us being in a state of, like, 
kind of forced cognitive dissonance where we're like, but that's not the truth. But we live in a world that doesn't acknowledge the truth and like exists on the foundation of a lie. So one of the kind of embarrassing <laughs> for from the outside, probably uh, to anybody who's like kind of viewing this objectively in the future, one of the embarrassing trends that will show up in history books from this period is regression, like how much we need to regress to our childhood to get through day to day life. And there's a new kind of high watermark in that with this with this Fisher Price working baby phone. Yeah, I think ev every person knows what we're talking about. Just picture the iconic 1961 Fisher Price chatter phone. It's right. a phone with the rotary wheel and then literal like car wheels on the side it has like a smiling face on it. And it's all very colorful. They've made a Bluetooth enabled accessory out of this and the promotional photos are just so funny to me and haunting because a lot of the pictures are full-blown adults in their 30s and 40s like using this toy phone and they're like haha i'm i'm talking to mom on toy phone yeah and i get look nostalgia is huge but there's just something about this that just really i don't know like it to, to see people seem like they're being saved by using this instead of their phone, I think speaks volumes. But at the same time, part I would be lying if I said that shit's kind of funny to me. That would be stupid to have. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, you know, sort of what the what the mission is right now with Fisher Price. They found a, a, a new niche for themselves to be like, come on, babies. Yeah. Bring it back to one. Bring it back. Oh, to Fisher yeah. Price. Like they're selling like like reselling the products to the adults now that they used as kids as repurposed as like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Could, this is the future. Know. They're going to sell an actual car that you can drive on the highway, but it's shaped like that Fisher price car, like oh, the that little types car, the yellow one. one with the yellow roof. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people will drive it even though it, it, you will die immediately. And if regular you get people driving 1996 Camrys have to put up with that shit. Right. Right. <laughs> like, uh, like, hello, I'm driving a ironic car. How are you? Yeah. Right. Or like mini, mini little tykes kitchens. They're yeah. like, I prefer to actually cook in here. It's a lot simpler. Yeah. Those little houses. We have an houses. open floor plan and we have a Fisher Price kitchen. We have a oh. our kitchen is done. We had it done by a, a you know right. a developer or whatever kitchen people are called, <laughs> and uh, we had it. Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing is like your kids. It's like that's an easy bake oven, but it's really like you know very expensive oven. Oh yeah, I mean, they're like really that's like a Viking. A, that's a Viking range. It's actually. a Viking, but it's like we got the stuff on the outside. Right, that looks that's like Fisher Price, which means yeah. like we're fun people. Yeah. Also, I noticed. And do you guys have a a regular toilet in there? I just saw the the like, sort of <laughs> Big, little one. My first no, body. No, that's yeah. it. And what? Okay, so when I'm done with it, do you empty? Oh yeah, yeah, you empty it. <laughs> we have pe out, we out have back. people. We have people who empty. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For your chamber. And we make pod. them dress up like little Fisher Price work people. Yeah, it's really <laughs> yellow helmets really and stuff. <laughs> Where the fuck am I? <laughs> but it seems like yeah, this trend is going to continue. But there's something. This just felt like really, truly. I don't know. Like we're. I, I feel like this is like we're we're only going to see things ramp up from here. Yeah. Because it does seem like a huge thing. Like people love, especially with the pandemic, too, and like trying to just resort to whatever quite literally makes you the most comfortable. And people being like, yeah, I'm just going to wear like sick ass pajamas or like this like influx I've seen of like just like leisure robes for people to wear. Everything's just about comfort at this point. So if if you need to be a baby on your phone. Yeah, I you know, it's hard enough, huh? I do have a lawnmower that has a colorful ball, a uh, popcorn popper on the top <laughs> that I do my chores with. But, <laughs> but that's, that's actually, that's just cool. Like, okay, it, like that has nothing to do with me in regressing. regressing. In defense of these people, the capitalistic model of endless growth means these people are like, listen, Fisher Price is done. We've done it all. There's right. nothing else we can do. But they right. still have to have meetings and stuff. So someone's right. like, wow, I guess we could. <laughs> guess we what could about those? What about those customers from 40 years ago that were buying stuff? I don't know. Sell it to them now. <laughs> yeah, like, it. Make like, it relevant to them now. They're not babies anymore. The lawnmower yeah, has got gotten as good as it can get. <laughs> <laughs> but not if it shoots up little plastic pebbles when you roll it around. Yeah. It looks so when much more dynamic. When it comes right down to it, it cuts the lawn. Right. 
Right. But you guys don't want to hear that. Right. He goes, well, you've gone crazy. <laughs> a cross brand with Fisher Price? We're That's John happening. Deere. Yeah. Well, oh, my God. Yeah, watch. And then suddenly, like, more people are using those than, like, traditional, you know, John Deere riding mowers. Like, I don't know. There's just something about it, man. A lot simpler. Yeah. Uh, can you hear yeah, my mom I wonder if steampunks the cut their fucking lawn with those like you know those old push mowers that like are just a rotating blade oh yeah I'm always like wondering how committed like rockabilly people are I have seen people cutting their lawn with the uh, Simpsons lawnmower like that from you know the one that's just like you push and it has bl- it's like wheels with like yeah. blades connecting yeah them. that's what I'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've started I've seen I've seen more and more of that and mm-hmm. they never look like they're having a great time with that thing it always well, you were talking about time traveling were you talking about that on the show or were you talking about that before the show I can't on the show no that yeah, was yeah. on the show oh Wednesdays uh, are like time, time traveling day what does that mean Pretend to be it. I think it's just a nod to like all the science fiction shows and films that have time travel in it. So it's like a day for people like that. It's okay. So that'd be like use that lawnmower. Yeah. yeah like use like or those blade lawnmowers. It. Yeah. However you want to interpret it, man. If you want to get out there and buy a shitty push lawnmower, a manual lawnmower, then fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. And put on a and wear like a roll up some cigarettes in your sleeve and exactly and get a pompadour put, yeah. going and pretend it's 19 imaginary year yeah put on that little skull cap with a propeller on top Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like when they mix up the the times you know like yeah yeah. they were like you know they look like a prospector slash danny zuko slash yeah you know what i mean like you're wearing (laughs) a prospector you're mixing up your genres those pants are from the 1890s exactly that hairstyle's from 1956 we actually call these pants denims that's what (laughs) the french people called them then oh man that's taking me straight to people finding denim in old mines taylor's mm. sure. oldest time that's the dream you know they're they're looking at that they like to find the cigarettes like the prince albert and they'll sometimes find a minor cigarette from like 1940 that's half right. smoked do they smoke and it? they're no they just pick it up okay. and go imagine who smoked this Loser, which is like my it. shit you know Become smoke it, you coward most smoke of abandoned mine exploration is just imagining i mean that's what it's all about it's like imagine who used this pick oh my god it's a pick from god the last person who used this had a crazy mustache (laughs) by the way it's not all wednesdays are pretend to be a time traveler day this is december 8th 2021 pretend to be a time traveler before you start to need your habits chris Um, oh okay yeah Yeah. we acknowledge all the uh, international days now at the top of our show there's a just another one of these trends that i don't know if this one will even make the i mean i guess celebrity obsession will make the history books of like just embarrassing shit from late stage capitalism when everybody had to distract themselves from what was happening there's a new justin bieber branded tim hortons donut Mm. collabo and people (laughs) canada are really into it there's promotional material with Bieber at Tim Hortons HQ. This is this is a new trend that I've noticed in a couple places. Uh, he is on a conference room table, sitting in the middle of the table, like he doesn't know how to how to do it. Like he doesn't know how tables and chairs work. Because he's a rebel, dude. <laughs> that was like, did, that reminded me of the uh, Machine Gun Kelly thing, where they're like, yeah. anybody who thinks it's not lit to work at Spotify, uh, check yeah. this out. And he's like, right. doing air guitar down the middle of. Uh, or that conference room table. <laughs> Do you remember in the office, the British office, when David does like like motivational corporate speaking? Yeah, and he's like, "All right, let's take a photo really quick." And he hops on the table and does like a <laughs> Burt Reynolds pose, and they're like, "Just standing is fine." And he's like, "British fine. office fucking rules." Yeah, <laughs> Ex- extras rules too. Yeah, yeah, always some good ones. And yeah, so people are they're they're also doing the Duncan thing with the merch and it's selling out and then being resold for lots of money. Oh boy. And you know, McDonald's is launching Mariah Carey's Christmas menu, which they have imaginally dubbed the uh Mariah menu. Oh. But love some alliteration. Yeah. What the hell's on that? Is this just like her favorites and it's like stuff that's been there, like that's everyone's favorites? Like the oh Big Mac. God. Have you heard about this one? No way. The Big Mac. The Big Who? <laughs> the Big What now? <laughs> I'm sorry. The Huh? Eh? Are they calling it the, like the Big Mariah or something for the holidays? It's Not so even. they've uh, designed it 
like it's a uh, advent calendar with a different McDonald's item every day. I can't even tell what some of them are, but you know, you got the soft baked chocolate chip cookie, the apple pie. There's nothing novel about it. It's just like, okay, you put your menu in calendar form and then co-opted Mariah Carey's name, which for me personally, I refuse to believe Mariah Carey would ever eat McDonald's. No that fucking way. Fuck if I, I, don't mean, I don't eat McDonald's. If yeah. I don't eat McDonald's, fucking Mariah <laughs> Carey's never even been near a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's just my, that's just how I feel. I don't see how these two worlds combine, but I guess for marketing purposes, that's yeah. uh that's Yeah, hilarious. what's what's another one? Like what would be another non-believable cross-branding? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like anyone who's think... been on Friends, I feel like none of them eat fucking McDonald's or yeah, something. Yeah, Jennifer like, Aniston is like of... Papa John's <laughs> menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly like, right. Yeah, yeah. Out of here. <laughs> you probably like killed a delivery person <laughs> and hid the body like <laughs> one day. Like that's <laughs> that's your closest interaction with Papa John's. The Rachel is now a, uh, <laughs> a pizza. Whenever I'm go- eating four dollars <laughs> garlic knots. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer Aniston, and when I go to Wiener Schnitzel, you know I'm getting a chili cheese dog. Exactly. What the fuck? No, you're not. Refuses but- to eat it on camera, of course. <laughs> I, <laughs> or even be even be in the same room as it, yeah. right? Or she's like they're doing a thing where like she's bringing it towards her mouth, and then they do a insert where it's a close up of like clearly a dude's mouth who was like had to just be a <laughs> stand, like yeah, she wasn't like hairy knuckles, <laughs> right, right, right. But like putting like a nice manicure on the hand, we're like y'all, come on now, we all know. That's why I'm curious to see if this resonates because I think with Bieber, like you appeal to younger kids, younger kids. Sure, they're they're still eating junk food, have less money, but like all their clothes get, are like, made by Dunkin' Donuts, exactly, yeah. or you know, thrifted or fast fashion. But I just don't, Mariah. Look, uh, I get sure. it, it's Mariah secure. Carey for Dollar General. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but that's where I feel like it's headed. Whenever I'm at Dollar General, right? Like, what is Dollar General? <laughs> I feel like it's a lame observation to be like. Celebrities are our modern day like Greek gods, but they're like that's something I've always just like kind of thought was true. And there's this article, this New Yorker article about somebody who like basically documents dreams and has been documenting dreams like during the pandemic to see what they're if they're like shared things and all the stuff you would expect is pretty much there. Like like what you would expect a pandemic dream to be like. But they said that like it's known among dream like people who pay attention to and analyze dreams that like celebrities are officially like filling the purpose that gods did in ancient Greece, like the because they were t- keeping track of their dreams back then. And it's just like all the same dreams, but just swap in celebrities instead of like Zeus. Oh, no. So, yeah, that's uh, you know, that Maria Bamford bit about Jennifer Aniston being the like the monkey that knows where the most bananas are like when people follow celebrities because they 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 have access to the most bananas basically Mm, you know like that's the same thing where it's like right and back to like i somehow ended up like you know i'm on youtube looking for shit and i'll like run into something like you know what what nietzsche said you know like some four minute video where it's like do you want to know what nietzsche is so you can say it at a dinner party which i've never been to a dinner party but uh, okay, we're all aspiring. <laughs> whole different lifestyle. Nietzsche? Party oh, download. I love that guy's YouTube videos. He's the best. <laughs> that's Ooh, so that's so Nietzsche. sad that that's so sad that he passed away. He was one of my favorite EDM DJs. Who <laughs> Nietzsche? Or, yeah, no, Nietzsche. Wait, that's <laughs> spelled like N E C H E E. Well, actually, that's too many E's. They would have less vowels. The uh, Nietzsche, anyway, just Nietzsche. The whole God is dead thing. Like how you know that period when he was talking about it was it seems like a long time ago but you know it's not a long time ago it was like 200 years ago which you know big picture is no time so just the idea that without his point being god is dead and then the culture is going to go bananas because you know he's like he was talking about the secularization that was going on then right and and that was like nothing compared to now you know right. so it's like people really need to have something to do or to believe in i mean or otherwise you just to, mill right. around and that's what we're in right now in america is just this point where people are like don't believe in the government they don't really believe in fucking anything right now and it's a dangerous period and that's where these fascists come in and say i'll tell you what to believe in we just need someone to yell at everybody to get people in line you know i'll be your new god 
I and that's what Trump yeah, filled. I, think. I feel like that, say. like that was the thing that that revelation that like psychologically that's where celebrities are. They are like the modern day gods. Like that made me what less like surprised, but like more certain that that is like celebrities role at the center of our culture is probably headed for a fall. And like it starts it starts making sense of the like why the president at like from 2016 to 2020 was like live tweeting the Oscars and just like shitting on everybody because, you know, like he's positioning himself as the anti like, you know, Hollywood celebrity. I don't know if it's on purpose or because they don't like him, but it works the same. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. Th- he sees them as his comp, his only competition. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a it's a bummer. <laughs> I, I just remember this. <laughs> the one the, I remember one of my first like interactions with Nietzsche was in my like Lutheran elementary school, like on a field trip. One of the teachers wore a shirt that had a quote. It said on the front, it said "God is dead," and then it says it's subscribed to Nietzsche, and then on the yeah, back baby. it says Nietzsche is dead. God. And Boom. I was like, okay. Holy shit. And I remember asking my dad, I was like, what is that? He said, who had that shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was Mr. Seth. That he's sounds like, well, like critical race theory to me. He's like, that dude. He's like, have you seen how much he sweats playing that acoustic guitar? He's not getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Did you just say he's not getting it in? No, no. Definitely. You didn't say that? Sex. Very crude description. Chris. Is that what you right. said, though? Yes. yes, it is. Okay, because I don't know if that's 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 so. Is that yeah. the new slang for <laughs> the like, new thing the kids get, are saying? Not, is that what it means? In. Not getting laid. Not not getting laid. Yeah, or just you know getting. You know what I'm saying? Or like, getting you know, whatever. Yeah, but getting it in has a different def, different connotation. I got it. So okay, so because I was over at my friend's Thanksgiving and uh, they're they have kids and they were talking about now kids say that if you're no one ever admits they're dating anybody, they just say they're talking to them. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Like, they just say, we've been talking for three months, and that means fucking. Yeah. Like, it's... that's what kids say. And 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 it was girls talking to me, like young, you know, teenage girls just complaining, like, my friend's daughters. And they were like, yeah, like, these guys are just using it as a, they won't, they just say talking. They want to say talking because it gives them an out, basically. You know what right. I mean? It's just like, I wasn't, you we know. We were just talking. Right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, we're not. They were. It's like they're like, it's basically an idea men came up with. So they just couldn't wouldn't have to commit to having a girlfriend. Yeah. So you even in high school now, people are trying to be players. Right. I mean, it's, I remember when I was growing up. Yep. <laughs> if you got laid in high school, steady. you thank Jesus. And, I <laughs> and you asked her. that woman to marry you. <laughs> and she went to college and forgot about you like a normal <laughs> I feel like every generation has their own like euphemism that. But like, talking is like really that's like very yeah. impersonal when you're. Well, yeah, because I feel like that even because I feel like when I was in college, sort of really began like the earnest push to like completely obscure what kind of relationship you were in. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, nah, nah, nah. We just nah, we just kind of seeing each other. You're like that's right. your fucking girlfriend, right? Bull. Right. And you're like, nah, nah, nah. We just seeing each other. She's and, pregnant, and right. we are uh, codependent <laughs> in a very unhealthy way. It's like okay. But I yeah. think that was just me to convince myself I wasn't about to be my parents. Yeah. I was amazed. Like, yeah, like, do you, Marcy, take what's his name to talk to for all <laughs> eternity? I mean, you know, right. like, I don't know. I just was, I was surprised by that. I didn't know. I mean, of course, it makes sense. I mean, I suppose our model didn't work either, which was fall in love with your high school girlfriend and say you're going to get married and stay together forever. Yeah, until which when is he also has a nervous madness, breakdown. Which is also a complete madness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you call her at college, <laughs> and some guy answers the phone. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> what the greatest song of all time. Exactly. And she says, it's just your friend. Yeah, and then, but you or say. her friend, and then you call, but then you call a bunch of times, and yeah. he keeps answering the phone, and then you start to sweat. Right. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. you is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I prefer just making whoopee. That's that's the the term that I prefer. To use. Oh, you, <laughs> yo! Another another field trip thing. Uh, we got in trouble for him. my boy Nick. He wore a hat from Macon, Georgia, that was spelled like M A C O N, like Macon, Georgia, and it said Macon Whoopie. Wow! And I remember, yo, the the fucking Lutherans tripped the fuck out at the Mark Taper Theater when we went to go see Huckleberry Finn or some shit. Anyway, 
I had a. Uh, you were night. raised Lutheran, Miles? No, no, no. It was just like the cheapest school that my parents could afford oh, okay. uh, in North oh, Hollywood it at the doesn't time. Doesn't matter. Just that sounds like hardcore Lutheran. I think. Or oh no, no. It was like I definitely I learned the ways of the church, but like in a very like outside way. I'm like, okay, I'm not too invested in this, but uh, interesting, interesting to see. Miles still wears a hair yeah. shirt underneath his out, outer T-shirt for our <laughs> recordings. Just uh, he doesn't feel comfortable or creative, or like he's. I feel right, like people barely right ever mention hair if, shirts on podcasts yeah. anymore. It's, it's about time we change that. Hair shirt. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.